I'm John DiLiberto and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. Today I got a great band out of Cincinnati called Jess Lamb and The Factory. Part of their backstory includes American Idol, Hungry Lucy, and Christian Upbringing. Before we get to that, I want to tell you about another release from Spotted Peccary Music. One of the new ones is As Dusk Becomes Night by Rudy Adrian. Adrian creates a personal exploration of sounds and atmospheres of his native New Zealand home that slowly transitioned from evening into twilight and into the deep of night. This is deep, slowly unfolding ambient music with a more serene palette. Rudy Adrian's As Dusk Becomes Night is available from Amazon, iTunes, Bandcamp, and other retailers. And now, let's punch the clock and hear about Jess Lamb and The Factory. Jess Lamb is a singer you may have seen on TV. She was a contestant in the early rounds of American Idol in 2015. She's also been singing soul and R&B over the last 15 years in Cincinnati. But on her recordings with her group, The Factory, things have taken a turn, especially on her new album, You Are. this time of our pandemic, it seems like everyone is releasing their COVID reflective album and You Are by Jess Lamb and The Factory sounds like one of those. A lot of people have been asking us this. This is the main question we've been getting about the album. I will say a lot of these songs were written over the course of probably two and a half years. But during the pandemic, we mixed, produced, wrote verses that maybe weren't written before. So I will say the isolation and loneliness and just like missing vibrating and playing three times a week in our small town. I mean, playing in Cincinnati is like playing in a church service because it's such small venues. And I don't know, it just it just really broke our hearts <laughs> to not be able to play. And I think a lot of that is, you can feel a lot of that in the album. Pale moonlight, the warm tide pulls me away. 
It's easy to attribute certain lyrics and moods to the pandemic, but that wasn't the only thing going on for Jess Lamb over the last few years. It was just regular life. During the finishing of this album and putting it together and laying all my vocals on this Aston mic, <laughs> I was also going through taking care of my dying grandfather, and he passed away in December. And I, I cried a lot during this, the making of this album. I felt really just not in the headspace that I would want to be in to be an entertainer. And this is the first album that I've ever been a part of writing where I've been this personal and this naked and this afraid. Jesslam comes from a background of music and soul-seeking. She grew up with the sound of the church. Oh, big time. No, I grew up in the Pentecostal church. I was raised holiness, and what that means um, in the Midwest, if you hear that, it means it's very strict. It's very about standards and about sacrifice and being humble and purity and, like, all these things. But I was raised, like, with a mindset for worship, for saving people's souls and praying around the altars. As a teenager at the turn of the century, her influences weren't pop music, but gospel. I'm gonna give you a lot of Christian artists, here we go. Uh, Nicole C. Mullins. I really like Kirk Franklin and your nation, like the big choir, uh, gospel choir. You can hear that influence on songs like Beautiful. She also listened to church music's Fun Cousin. I listened to a lot of bluegrass, actually. It was probably even equally bluegrass. The Isaacs, Allison Krauss. But belatedly, Jess was corrupted by psychedelic rock. I really got into, like, um, Janis Joplin. I started to get in a very hippy-dippy phase I've never come out of and just very obsessed with, like, the Monterey Pop Festival. All that footage of that and all those artists, it just, like, I would watch it and, like, that's what I want to do. Like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Into her late 20s, Jess sang a more R&B-oriented brand of music, but the introspective singer-songwriter in her was already showing itself. But first, it was American Idol. I, performed I remember seeing you on the TV three times. Two, I performed three, like, official on TV times. And it was, that was such a weird experience. In that experience is when I knew I should not be here. I can't explain. I did not know. I thought, like, I want to be famous for American Idol. I, and when I got there, 
And I realized I'm like hanging out with all these kids' parents and we're like, we're like vibing and I'm like helping, mentoring and like encouraging their children. I was like, I should be working for American Idol. I should not be on this show <laughs> at all. Her song on the show was an over-the-top rendition of Ain't No Sunshine. Ain't no sunshine when she's going down. That was also the song that brought her to Warren Harrison. They met at a bar in Cincinnati where Jess was playing. She sang that. She was just sit at the piano at the end of the bar and, and play and sing, and she played Ain't No Sunshine, and I always loved that song. So I was like, hey, you want to record it? Unbeknownst to me, this was right before Jess was on American Idol, so that had been one of the songs she performed on there. So when I mentioned recording that song, she was like, yes, let's release it now. <laughs> Warren had been in the gothic dream pop duo Hungry Lucy, and the sound he brought bathed Jess's songs in mood and atmosphere. You could hear it on the album Slow Down and their new one, You Are. Come on over. Are you thirsty? Jess and Warren feel a spiritual power in the music that they're here to heal. I think it's the vibrational energy to get all hippy-dippy and like the spirituality of it. It's at least from, I'm speaking from my own perspective so Jess can correct me, but it felt like the way the music felt became more important than whether it was going to be cool, whether it was going to be a pop song, or whether it was going to be a rock song. So it, it felt more pure. We've played a few times and the people coming and speaking to us about their experience with it, it's like, I don't know, I feel like somehow, somehow we've torn down these walls that may have been there where we are just, we just like, come sit with us, come, come get in bed with us and just hang with us and tell us what's going on with you. And yeah, it's turned into something different. You mean like, come on over? Come on over. Why are you thirsty? I got you. And I really do have that, Warren and I really have that in our spirit to want to, you know, buy drinks for everyone and take care of everyone around us. The song Speak Life continues that healing, embracing theme. Jess sings a verse over and over again like a chant. You speak life. You're alive, you speak life to it. Well, it's just like, honestly, I just kept singing it until I was like, I get it. Like, you are speaking life to all this anxiety-driven energy you're pulling in and all the fears. Like, I think that song was even longer. That phrase, though, is something that Jess has said to me for years. Like, you speak life to it. It's like, if you put out, like, anxiety that you're feeling and all that, then you're speaking life to it. So if you put out more positive emotions, then you speak life to those and they will become what your life is about.
just grew up in a religious family, but she says she no longer follows religion. No, I don't. But Christian imagery flows through her lyrics like baptismal water on tracks like Mainline. I grew up those stories, you know, in my heart since I was a small child. So it's those are easy stories for me to draw from. That is a personal song about my childhood and me watching um, powerful people around me struggle and pray and, and long and need healing. When I look back at certain situations, it makes me feel kind of sad because it's like, well, how much power do we actually have on our own? The power that Moses parted this Red Sea, the power of Jesus just saying, I am that thing you're looking for, and you can be that thing too. The power of realizing your power and all of the things, whether it be heavenly from your family, from the earth, that do fill us up and do help us to use our power or realize our power. And I, I really do believe in that. Like I'm very, very into the Jesus stories, very, very much. I'm very inspired by Jesus, very inspired by Buddha, by Warren Harrison. <laughs> good. That's good company for me to be in. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you part the water with one mighty cord. You shook the sky, you so close behind. Friends and family were following You knew until you reached out They would surely die Reach out and part the water Reach out and part the water Reach out and part the water The title of Jess Lamb and the Factory's new album puts two simple words to her music and philosophy, you are. It's declaration, you are. And you can put whatever you want in, inside the R, but you are a lot of things. You are, legitimately, right? But uh, yeah, no, it's you are, we are. We can do it, we are what we need. We are the power we need, we are the healing we need, we are the community we need, we are. You are and you can be. With Jess Lamb and The Factory, their latest album is You Are. Warren Harrison also has a solo ambient chamber music album up called Tiny Little Ego System. I'll have a link for Jess Lamb's album in the posting for this podcast. Next week on the Echoes podcast, it's a packed one with Sufjan Stevens, Mythos and their 25th anniversary, and Patrick O'Hearn, the 22nd icon of Echoes. Subscribe to the Echoes podcast now so you don't miss any of this. I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes Podcast from PRX. See you next week, tonight, on the radio somewhere in the country or at Echoes Online right now or whenever you want. <laughs>